This episode of World Changing Ideas is brought to you by Verizon, the network America relies on. Hey everyone, as part of our continuing summer series, we're looking back on some of our previous episodes. Last year, I sat down with award-winning author Alexander Keeland Krag and Gildendal Executive Vice President Tom Christian Gottschalksen to discuss This Stays Between Us, which might be the first long-form story natively written for Instagram stories. In case you missed it, we wanted to share some highlights from that interview with you. Well, Tom and Alex, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. So would you mind kind of telling us a little bit about Gildendal and why Gildendal decided to go this very novel route? Sure. Uh, Gildendal is um, a publisher, a book publisher, a fairly traditional one. Been around for more than 100 years now. Been uh, giving out books for many, many years. We're quite successful. And we have been kind of publishing in in the Norwegian market all this time. But uh, we have also kind of looked at the statistics and we see that fewer and fewer younger people prefer books as a way of entertaining themselves. And of course, we are all about books. Uh, so this has been a little bit of a kind of a concern to us. Uh, over the last years, we have tried to kind of uh, think about how can we avoid that less book reading becomes sort of a problem in terms of reaching the audiences that should read our stories. So I think that was sort of the starting point from a Yildenau point of view, that we have been very interested in kind of new ways of reaching the audiences that traditionally were available to us through books. And I think like in Norway, we've seen now for the last years that less than 20% of the generation set actually mention books as a way to entertain themselves. And then with a fantastic writer and author as Alexander, who writes really, really great books for especially young adults and stories that are important that we as sort of a publisher really feel should be read by many people, we needed to think untraditionally on how we could kind of reach these audiences so that the story gets to be told and gets to be discovered and gets to be read. And therefore, we were very kind of looking for new channels and new ways of doing it. If I'm an Instagram user, how am I accessing the book? Can you just kind of tell us a little bit about how the concept works? Uh, when we started out, we just kind of opened an account on Instagram. You know, this was an experiment from our side as well. We didn't know that Instagram would work to kind of publish a book or a story. Uh, but we knew that all of the audience that we wanted to reach were at Instagram. And then, uh, of course, we didn't have any agreement with Instagram or Facebook. And uh, probably they won't take our call if we just kind of call from Norway <laughs> and ask for kind of how can we publish a book on Instagram. So we <laughs> thought of this very much in an MVP point of view where we thought, okay, what can we do with the tools available to us as a regular creator? So we looked into Instagram stories. So, okay, we can do quite a few things here. We can publish text, we can publish pictures, we can publish audio, uh, we can publish it in a serialized manner and everything. So we just used sort of the standard functionality that was available to Instagram. Uh, so in terms of how we then did the production, we used whatever was available to us and tried to do the best out of it. The odd thing about that is that when you then go to DBMO, which is the Norwegian account for these days between us, mm -hmm. uh, you get sort of the chapters in the reverse order. <laughs> so the way it works is that the recent one is what's available first to you. Oh, uh, right. Yeah. So we needed to try train the reader to sort of, okay, you, you now get in on post 12, but you should really start from one <laughs> in right, order right. to kind of get it in the, in the right order. But that's sort of 
that's some of the things that you need to experience uh, when you do an MVP. So it's like starting from the back of the book. Yeah, exactly. Or yeah. in the middle or wherever you were in, during these 45 days. We looked at the story. We worked with a few companies, partners, in order to sort of create kind of a, a visual environment and an audio environment around the story, supporting the text. We produced over three weeks time type of thing. Yeah, over the course of three weeks after the manuscript was was completely done, we had everything that was going to go out on Instagram. Yeah. So it was a quite quick process. And they created kind of a large library of images and things that could support the story. And then we started publishing. And Alexander, you know, how did you get your start in, in writing? And what was the inspiration for this specific story? Well, I mean, I come from a family that has a history of, of writers. So I feel like that kind of helped me into having that thought that it would even be possible to be a published writer. And I've written stories uh, all my life when I was uh, 10 or 11 or 12 or something like that. I wanted to write crime novel for adults hmm. and I was going to do it uh, in the course of a summer break. And I tried to do this and uh, my entire family, instead of going the completely rational route and being like, this will not happen. You're too young. This is <laughs> not going to work. My dad took me around the city and uh, tried to scout out places where the murder might have occurred and where you could have dumped the body and stuff like that. And my <laughs> grandmother was in the hospital and we went to visit her and she was like, have you killed off your main character yet? And uh, <laughs> So really giving you tips, giving you murder tips. Essentially, <laughs> ghostwriting at, uh, at a young age. Uh, no, but I, I really was encouraged to follow a creative path and I always wanted to write books. And when I got the idea for This Days Between Us, uh, it kind of all aligned at once. It's a gay falling in love story. So you have this very universal feeling of being head over heels in love with someone. And when you're a teenager, it feels like everything else in your life kind of fades into the background. And the only thing that really matters is uh, this uh, relation you have with this other person. But when you also have the theme of sexuality, you also experience a lot of shame and doubt and stuff like that. And Felix, the main character of this story, he is confronted with really grown up questions like, uh, how can I be myself mm. when no one really knows mm. who I am? Uh, how can I live my truth mm. when I'm not truthful in my life? How can I try to let my feelings show to this person that I'm in love with? without outing myself in the process. And those questions are really adding on to the existing pressure that everyone faces when being in love. That kind of triggered why I wanted to write the story. This episode of World Changing Ideas is brought to you by Verizon, the network you can rely on for your phone and for your home internet. Find the plan that's right for you at verizon.com. So who's exactly your target audience and why was it important to tell this particular story to that audience, you know, versus a crime novel or a, a sci-fi novel or whatever it be? This is a young adult novel. The main character is 17 years old and he experiences things that you basically only experience when you're this age. So you uh, get that first real feeling of being in love where it feels like there's a lot on the line. And you also have this coming of age story where you have a character already knowing that 
I'm gay and I will need to come out to live my truth. But before he gets to actually do that and gets to come out, then he has to overcome a lot of hurdles Mm. all on his own. And of course, even though this is something that I think people of many different ages might might experience, uh, I thought it was really important that we share this story for uh, the young adult audience to kind of show them that, okay, the feelings of being in love is really universal regarding sexuality. But also look here, this is why it's important that we having inclusivity and that we that we still need to kind of support each other and support people coming out and that we have to have this kind of uh, discourse where it's safe for people to come out with their sexuality and i think it was important that we reached that particular audience because it's a uh, you're at an age where you're kind of impressionable and i feel like if the, we if we told this story only to adults then this might have been more of like, okay, we already know this. So I think we had the opportunity to kind of show the target audience why this mattered. These types of stories are important. And uh, with sort of the statistics and younger people reading less books, they're left with kind of the more flattened entertainment offers that are from from kind of the video streaming services or the really, really polarized, uh, which is the social media content, which is really kind of very, very polarized. And we see kind of a role for ourselves in the middle where we can kind of fill some of that hole with uh, a lot of stories being more niche, telling stories from different types of environment than what you would regularly consume through a TV. You know, you, you mentioned social media, but Essentially, what you're doing is you're keeping teens on on social media, right? Um, you're not kind of drawing them to physical novels. It, it, was that a worry initially? Uh, so, so initially, it was, <laughs> uh, and I, and I think when I heard about the idea the first time, I think uh, that was one of the things I was thinking about. Like Alexander came and said that he would like to publish the book on Instagram, and he would like to publish it on Instagram at the same time as he gave up the physical book. And my first thought was that, uh, okay, how are you going to sell books if it's freely available on Instagram. (laughs) Uh, But uh, I I think this is uh, one of the interesting things about experimenting with it because I think what we have learned is that we have actually sold more books after uh, publishing this on Instagram than what we expected. And on average, we have sold more books than what the book in this category would do. Someone who is visiting us on Instagram expects something different from the same person visiting us on Snapchat because there are different environments. Uh, So that led us to try to kind of think natively about how we publish the story or, or how we tell the story, I think is more important. And that also also led you, Alexander, to not being finished with writing the book uh, <laughs> back in May last year, but you have sort of been working with us uh, every week. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> since. So there is an unfulfilled demand that we are now reaching through the social media platforms. And there are also different ways of telling the story that sort of attract different types of people. Uh, also that we see cross-fertilization between the platforms. People who has discovered us on Instagram may buy the book or buy the book as a gift to someone because they love the story. In everything we're doing now, based on that learning, we try to be as native to the platform as possible and then yeah. uh, rather be active on multiple platforms. When I commented the social media, it's more like what type of content you consume if you sort of take all your entertainment from social media platforms. Mm. We actually have a responsibility <laughs> to to bring our content to those platforms because this is great content. It can bring experiences to people. It can change people's perception. It's so much good coming from that content. It shouldn't be stowed away in a bookshelf. What is the 
reading experience on Instagram versus, say, the reading experience on Snapchat? You know, how does it differ? And and for Alexander, you know, did you find the writing process was a lot different for both of them? Well, going into the Instagram version of the book happened very much back to back while writing the manuscript for the for the physical book. So it wasn't that different. But then you had images and sound and video to go along with it on Instagram. But when we did it for Snapchat, we basically took all that we had learned from from the Instagram project and we tried to make it more Snapchat friendly. So on my end, it meant cutting away some texts, kind of boiling down the main storyline and streamlining it a bit. You know, when you write a book, you are very much on your own in, in a room. Uh, and that was what happened with, with the physical book. But when we did the Snapchat version, we were seven or eight people once a week on, on Zoom, uh, going through the manuscript, what needs to be there, what doesn't. So it was very much a collaborative effort. I I couldn't play God anymore. I had to no, be, like a, yeah. uh, be like a team player, which is uh, difficult for an author. But um, sure. it did change the nature of, of, of writing the book in some way. But you still very much had, uh, like Tom Christian said, the main goal is to tell a story. Like that's the main thing. So you have the physical book that's like the epicenter of, of the story where you have everything. And then you tried to go to Snapchat with the essentials. So it was a really interesting experience to kind mm. of do that whole collaboration with, with the rest of the team and try to find out how do we make this as Snapchat friendly as possible. Great. Well, it's been awesome to catch up with you both again. Uh, and it sounds like there's a lot of exciting things on the horizon. So thank you so much. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Very nice talking to you again.